<laughs> she sells seashells by the seashore. She sells Sea-Ra. <laughs> she sells She-Ra sells Seahawk. <laughs> She-Ha, She-Ha, she hmm. Maybe I'm not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? She, She-Ra, she sells She-Ra by the Seahawk. She sells She-Ra by the Seahawk. Yes. She being Noelle Stevenson. <laughs> she sells She-Ra by the Seahawk. Yeah. Okay. Those are some words. Podcast time. You said them, yeah. Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted, he said so Adora! But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a princess! Hello and welcome to Sorted! I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. And it's only like a month late. Look, we had to talk about Scoob. And Homestar Runner. Well, we had that one scheduled, <laughs> regardless. Right? We're talking about She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Yeah. Not to be confused with She-Ra, Princess of Power, <laughs> which we're not discussing. Because we haven't seen it. Because I don't think I was born yet. I mean, we, we, we've seen plenty of things from before we were born. That's not the only reason we haven't seen that. It's because it was a garbage Saturday morning cartoon from the 80s. That too. Catra was just a cat. A sexy cat. A sexy cat. And she had cat powers and could control cats. Uh-huh. And God, I wish she, that were me. She had a crush on Seahawk. And got mad because Adora ended up getting with Seahawk. Oh no! Yeah, I, look, they was didn't Seahawk have like the same kind of character. I have no idea. I don't uh. know if anyone was the same kind of character. I'm pretty sure they were probably all the same character <laughs> with different colors. Yeah, that's fair. What's a Shira? Right, we're sorting Shira today. What's a Shira, Alex? Uh, Shira is a Netflix show. Uh, created by Noelle Stevenson, who I adore. Well known for Nimona, Lumberjanes. Nimona, Lumberjanes. Um, I feel like there's something else. I mean, she's also known for She-Ra. Um. She, I mean, yes, she's pretty well known these days for She-Ra. Um. She-Ra is a magical girl, anime, magical anime girl type thing where they <laughs> transform with a sword sometimes, but then they don't have a sword. Spoilers. There's only one of them that does that. Yeah. The rest of them just have magical powers anyway. Yeah. Because princesses just inherently have magical powers, apart from the one that doesn't. It comes from the runestones that they are yeah. connected to. Apart from the ones that don't have a runestone, but still have magical powers. Those are more... Those are political princesses, rather than magical princesses. But they have magical powers. Sometimes. Like... Magical wind powers, magical hair powers, magical oh, net powers. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Remember the one that just has net powers? Yes, her name is Net Tassa. Yeah. She I mean, Tassa Net. I mean, the names are incredible because they're all just named after the most ridiculous gimmicks, apart from Kyle. <laughs> because Kyle was made for the show, yeah. it wasn't in the original 80s show. Yeah. Every character from the original 80s show has the worst name of all time. It's incredible. And we'll I love get it. into them. I love it. And what they mean. There's an evil group called the Horde that are like are trying to take over this world, but there's a rebellion comprised of princesses, I guess, that are fighting back. And they're led by Adora. AKA Shira. What does that mean? She has a sword that lets her transform into this giant, strong, Eight foot tall. magical warrior lady. Amazon. Yeah. For the honor! Of Grayskull! Yeah, it's great. The Netflix show never re actually... I don't... Does it even allude to what Grayskull was? I don't what, remember. Was it I, something to do with Mara? Like I think so, yeah. Obviously, the original show is heavily tied to He-Man, and, like, She-Ra was He-Man's sister, but He-Man has no place here, nothing to do with anything. He-Man does not exist. <laughs> Which means that some aspects of lore are lost, and that's fine for the most part, but then you just end up with this obscure random phrase for the honor of Grayskull that means nothing. Anyway, so Adora was raised by the Horde. Yeah. She was... Apparently she was raised there, but like didn't figure out until she was like 16 that this demonic frigging thing called the Horde, like, goes out and attacks people. I mean, 
They weren't telling the kids that they brainwashed. But everyone else knew. Catra knew. Catra already clearly knows that the Horde is evil. Hmm. That's because Catra is one of the few smart ones. <laughs> is she? Comparatively. Mm-hmm. She does some pretty dumb things. Sure. So Adora discovers the ancient powerful magic sword that's from these ancient beings called the First Ones. Which I feel like we never adequately adequately explained either. Ah, uh, they're like the... They were like the first people who landed on the planet and started discovering the magic and stuff. Yeah. But, I don't know. but they're not from that planet. No. And like, it, it didn't have to necessarily be explained because it's ancient stuff from before the world and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but like... It, it does end I, up coming into play. It's still a... There are some things that are confusing about it. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. Certainly not for Adora's character. No. Adora's called Adora because I guess she's adorable. She's adorable. And then she turns into She-Ra because... I don't know where that one comes from. I mean, why he was man, why was He-Man He-Man? That's, that's just a garbage name. It really is. Like, they're all garbage names, but at least they mean something. Yeah, He-Man is just... Man-Man. Man-Man. Moon-Moon. Moon, moon, man, man. Manly dude. Lady, lady. No, wait, no, because Ra doesn't mean lady. What? What is Ra? It's just... Like the sun? Lady. But she has nothing to do with the sun either. She's like the light that brings hope. That's light hope. That's light... That's a different character. <laughs> <laughs> light hope. Who doesn't really bring light or hope? No. Uh, well, I guess she literally brings light. Yeah. In that she can turn the lights on because she's a computer program. <laughs> Interface. We'll get there. Adora is apparently super naive and gullible. Yeah, she's just just sort of going about her life, doing what she's told to do. She's good at being a soldier. She's good at fighting. She's, but she's also trusting, caring, and compassionate. She's very trusting. Yeah, because yeah. Because she yeah. trusts the nonsense lies the Horde tell her. She, she had, trusts that Catra would side with her. She had no reason not to. She trusts the first random people she meets who tell her the Horde is evil. She has no reason not to. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) She's kind of dumb. She just meets friggin' Bo and Glimmer and they just start singing Weird Al's Everything You Know Is Wrong. (laughs) She's she's a dummy, but she fight good. Yeah. She punch. She trust. She dumb. She Gryffindor? (laughs) She's almost definitely Gryffindor. Yeah. She, She fights... For what was is for the honor? For the honor of Grayskull! Like if she were fighting for, say, the justice of Grayskull, maybe we would be having a slightly different conversation. But I feel like fighting for honor and fighting for the the right for others to No, but that's just a bullshit nonsense phrase. I know. It doesn't mean it's like the Marauders map saying, I honestly swear that I am up to no good. Even though you could well be using it for a perfectly good purpose. <laughs> That's just the magic word they put on it. Yeah. That means nothing. It should be like for the honor of Bright Moon or something. Sure. Like there's no reason for it to be tied to this imaginary Grayskull. Grayskull is not the word I was focusing on here. It was honor. She's fighting for honor. Well, clearly then, if Adora is all about the honor for which she fights, then she must be in the same house as Zuko because my honor. (laughs) I must capture She-Ra to regain my honor. (laughs) That's Catra. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Catra Zuko. Yeah, but she doesn't have any honor. She has no honor. She has negative honor. She's trying to prove herself constantly, though. Yeah. She's trying to fight her way to the later. top. Yeah. Adora is a Gryffindor. Sure. That's definitely a case we made for Hufflepuff. Absolutely. Friend. Yeah. Best yeah. friend squad. Yeah, she she definitely highly values uh like friendship. And but honesty. Yes. But she also values bravery and also chivalry. Also. House hot take. House hot take. I'm uh-huh. coming in early today. Okay. Hufflepuffs, on average, the shortest house. And Adora is eight foot... Uh, <laughs> She-Ra is eight foot tall. <laughs> okay, so like average heights? Yeah. Okay. So like the like the average Hufflepuff is probably like five foot two. Okay. So like you'll get, you know, your outliers like me. <laughs> Hufflepuffs, on average, are quite short. House hot take. She-Ra, eight foot tall. Couldn't be... Couldn't be. Maybe she, she wouldn't fit in the common room. Maybe she's got those low ceilings. Hear me out. Maybe Adora is a Hufflepuff, but She-Ra is Gryffindor. I like that. I mean, I don't like the that they're two different people. Thing. Because they're not remotely two different people. No, not even slightly. They are the same person. Yeah, it's just sort of like a power up thing. Yeah, like she's just become stronger. She talks about She-Ra as being a different person herself. Yeah, in a weird kind of way. Yeah, but they're very clearly the exact same character. 
Yeah. She she definitely, like, retains those memories. She retains her unique personal fighting style sure. and stuff. Yeah. You know? Like, she... It's... Yeah, they're, they're definitely not different entities. Let's talk about Catra. Catra? Because Catra's much more interesting. <laughs> wow. I mean, like, housewise. I mean, is she... You, you're just going to say Slytherin and I mean, she's gate? pretty Slytherin. She's very ambitious. She just wants to climb up the chain of command. She's very ambitious, I will give you that. Catra is Adora's childhood best friend in the Horde. They grew up together. They were trained together. Yes. But Catra was always overlooked in favour of Adora, especially by their primary caregiver, Shadow Weaver, and by Hordak in general, eventually. But when Adora then leaves, Catra pretty quickly starts ascending through the ranks and becomes a force captain yeah. and like eventually has a very high ranking position within the horde pretty much second in command to hordak the leader of the horde mm-hmm. i mean she gets even higher than that like hordak sort of gets wiped out and yeah she's like <laughs> they're pretty much partners by the end of it yeah <laughs> she ends up sort of trying to help horde prime instead not that that went super well but <laughs> throughout their childhood though she was always kind of a jerk yeah. Like, she always felt like she had to be all about protecting herself and be number one and not, like, open herself up to be vulnerable to others at all, even her best friends, who could like, clearly care about and support her mm-hmm. through it all. To the point that when Adora leaves the Horde, Catra's like, mm, but I'm gonna punch you now. Yeah, she has a hard time... Processing how gay she is? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's definitely part of it. Well, so, okay, so Adora... Spoiler alert! Adora and Catra make out. It's great. They get together at the end. Noel Stevenson made it gay. Yes. When Adora leaves, Catra feels betrayed. She feels like Adora is leaving Catra rather than leaving the Horde. Because Catra has sort of aligned herself so deeply with her rank in the Horde and her place there. Hmm. Um, And, like, all of her ambitions are tied to, you know, like, rising through those ranks and, like, being in charge and being good at being the Horde. And so when Adora leaves, I think that's a big part of that sort of rift between them is that Catra feels like Adora is betraying her personally. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout the show, yeah, she rises through the ranks up until season five when Hordak is discarded entirely, pretty much, and replaced by Horde Prime, his true version from (laughs) outside the universe or some weird space malarkey. And suddenly Catra is well out of her depth and she's been stranded on a spaceship with Glimmer. Who we'll get to. Yeah. She tries... I'm not even sure how much how much she's into it, but she tries to like work with Horde Prime. At that point, it's for like self preservation. There's o- definitely a lot of the self preservation going yeah. on there. Yeah, like a lot of her actions are just like, oh crap, I've gotten myself into the situation. I need to make the best of it so yeah. that I come out on top. But it's unclear like how much at any given point she would want to be with Horde Prime and like how or how much of that because like when Glimmer is first taken on board Horde Prime ship, Horde Prime was just going to kill Glimmer. Mm. Catra then saved Glimmer by saying that the like, Horde Prime would need her, essentially. Yeah. And need both of them. Which is super interesting. Like, mm-hmm. is she doing that because she thinks that, that her being the most helpful she can be to Horde Prime? Or is she trying to align herself with Bright Moon? We never really get an answer to that. I don't know if she knows at that point. Sure. I think, like, she's not quite sure where she stands at that point in the story. The turning point for Catra is when she makes the choice to absolutely turn against Horde Prime by helping Glimmer escape mm-hmm. and go back with Adora yeah. and tells Adora not to come after her. Obviously Adora goes after her. <laughs> and then Catra ends up like joining up with the Rebellion and helping fight back against Horde Prime. Yeah. Mostly, you know, a little bit of drama here and there, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do really enjoy it. I wish that it had been given more time. I wish there'd been more time spent... I wish season five had been at least two seasons. And the, yeah, there was like, more time for Catra to sort of get a f- acu- more accumulated to the... A, just a full redemption arc, not yeah. just she did one good thing and now it's all hunky-dory. Yeah. Because that's what it kind of feels like. They did accept her super quick. I mean, yeah. I guess like Glimmer sort of had that thing with yeah. her in in the spaceship like yeah. they they sort of bonded a bit there and there's a lot of other stuff going on as well all the more reason just say it would have been nice to have had a bit more time on it mm. yeah hashtag shira movie when <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you have a case for catra being anything that's not slytherin i guess not really i mean she's uh, I, I like i was gonna say she's very brave but it's it's bravery for the self for yeah. the sake of self-preservation 
which so is much of what she Slytherin. does right up until m- most of the way through season five is pure self-preservation. Yep. And even then, even for most of the rest of season five, it's self-preservation where she's accepted Adora as part of herself. Like, mm, yeah. If Adora turned around and said, cool, now let's betray Bo and Glimmer, I'm sure Catch would be like, <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> cool, but we, we, we still get to make out, right? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Yeah, she cares about two people, and it's her and Adora. I think she cares about one person, and it's Adora. <laughs> okay, that's fair. She's like, she, she spends so much time with so much deep self-worth issues. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's, like, mad at herself for letting Adora yeah. go. and like it... She's mad at herself for, like, her entire life. Like, yeah. constantly scratching Adora's face as kids and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very well written, and she's a very interesting character with, like, a lot of depth and a lot of conflict, like, within her. Also, she's heterochromatic. Yeah, her eyes are different colors, which yeah. is fun. Yeah. Also, her design is super cute. Yeah, it's better than the original design. <laughs> They're all better than the original designs. The original show had two designs. Let's talk about a character with a third different design. Yay! It's Glimmer! Glimmer! Glimmer is so called because she has sparkle powers. Which means teleportation and... and sparkles. And sparkles that she can punch with. She also spends a lot of the show like learning how to use these powers and building those powers because she has to recharge a lot. Because yeah. she... She shares her power source with her mom. Yeah, because she's a princess. Her mother is the queen. Uh, but, like, here's the thing. They're the princesses of power. Everyone is a princess. But only Glimmer's parents as monarchs are referred to. We don't see Mermista's parents who are king and queen. Or we don't see... Yeah, despite the fact that Mermista has her own kingdom that yeah. is mentioned. They seem to follow the Princess Peach rule of, of monarchy. Mm. Where, I'm a princess because it's pretty. <laughs> maybe, maybe like Bright Moon, and uh, and like Queen Angela is like the queen of all of the th- places. That's and then, kind of the impression I and get. And then like each sort of smaller section, like Mermista's, I forget what the town is called, is is sort of like a, an area, and Mermista's yeah. the princess of that. We could do with a like more in depth world building guide. Give us mm. a give us a give us a book. <laughs> about the world and stuff. A comic book? No, I meant just like like an encyclopedia style book oh. that just tells us about the world. I would love... Like, give us the show Bible kind of thing, you know? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, I would love a Noelle Stevenson like, produced She-Ra comic, graphic novel. Sure. Anything. You want more She-Ra? I want more Noelle Stevenson content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Noelle Stevenson's good. <laughs> She's so good. I love her art style so much. So Glimmer is a princess at first, and, and then her mom dies, and she becomes queen, and she kind of goes a bit mad with power. Not really mad with power, but like... She's grieving, and yeah. also she has a lot of responsibility yeah, all of a sudden. She's kind and... of out of her depth, and just takes some bad advice. Yeah. And then she sparkle punches. It works out in the end. It's fine. Yeah. She loves to fight. She does. She's very She's spunky. She's got a lot of energy. Very adventurous. She wants to be, like, down on the ground, like, doing the stuff with her with her people, with her team. She doesn't want to sit back and manage, you know? Yeah. 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 Just be in the thick of it. She wants to do a punch. Gryffindor. I mean, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I could see... Hufflepuff? Yeah. But she's so feisty. Here's the thing about media involving a big old war and saving the world <laughs> and shit. It just lends itself to Gryffindor characters. Yeah, it does. Because it does. I will save the day is like Gryffindor. Yeah. yeah. You know? No, I, I gotcha. She's probably Gryffindor. Yeah. Anyone who's like in a position of leadership in any way is probably Gryffindor. Adora or Slytherin. And, sure. Adora and Glimmer are both Gryffindor. There are two kinds of leaders. <laughs> there's a Gryffindor leader and there's a Slytherin leader. <laughs> How's hot take? Hufflepuffs <laughs> and Ravenclaws can't be leaders. Only advisors. Bo! Bo is an archer boy. He said see you later, boy. <laughs> he was a bow and she was a... Uh-huh. Queen. Can I make it any more obvious? Probably, yeah, please. What does that mean? What does it mean he was a bow? He was a skittle bow. Wait, have we changed it? He was it? an archer bow. Are we sure that he doesn't have a skateboard? No, I could totally see him, like, shredding on a skateboard. Yeah, right? Look, I've, look, guys, I've discovered some new first ones tech. 
He totally would. A skateboard. Like, look at this. It's like, it's it makes you go faster and it's a board and he would look really good on a skateboard. It's like a scooter, but without a handle. <laughs> Bo is the science guy. He is, yeah. Bo, what's his surname? Do they have a surname? He has parents. They must he have a surname. He does have a surname. Bo, nah, the surname. <laughs> he doesn't have a last name. I'm going to follow um, Mario logic and assume that his surname is just also Bo. <laughs> So Bobo, Bobo. I can't remember what my why I needed to know a surname. But anyway, Bobo, Bobo is the te- is the science. Oh, Bobo right. the science guy. No, because that doesn't rhyme with Bo. Oh, the science. Bo, Bobo the science. Bo. Bobo has a science show. <laughs> so we've wasted so much time on this. Bo is. Token male princess. He's, he's not even because he, he no, doesn't have magical powers. No, he's just friends with Glimmer and like is like the like he's always with the Princess Alliance and the Rebellion. Yeah. And like for a lot of the time, he's the only male character shown with the Alliance. Although Seahawk is around a fair bit, and it's not like there's only men. It's it's not like there's only women in the kingdom for the most part or anything. Yeah. Just coincidence, I guess. Yeah. I mean, any other show. Anyway, and Bo is the science boy. Yes. He does all the science. He also is an archer, and as it's modern archery medium, he therefore has to have trick bows. Trick arrows? Trick... Uh, yeah. What did I because say? he does trick bows. He probably has that too. Probably does. He's got the science and he's got the arrows, so you put the science in the arrows, and now he's got science arrows. But here's the thing, that's two things. How can he have two character traits? Also, to be clear, he's called Bow because he's the archer. <laughs> um, important bow characteristics. Science. He loves his friends. He loves his dads. He loves his crop tops. He loves his bow. <laughs> yes. He he's he's soccer. Oh, he is. He's so soccer with the boomerang. Is this show just a slightly modified Avatar: The Last Airbender? I mean, it's not not that. It is not not that. Water, ice, <laughs> plant. There's more elements. Electric. Sparkles. Sparkles. <laughs> Long ago, the five nations lived together in harmony. Then everything changed when the electric nation attacked. When the horde attacked. Yeah, because of the electric nation, because they were with the with the electric. Sure, but it it sounds better to say everything changed when the horde attacked. Only the Shira, princess of all, master of all princess elements, and a sword <laughs> could stop them. But when the world needed her most, she vanished. <laughs> And then hundreds of years passed. And my boyfriend and I discovered a new She-Ra, a horde soldier named Adora. And though her She-Ra powers are great... She has a lot to learn before she's ready to save anyone! But I believe that She-Ra can save the world! Holy shit! <laughs> I'm losing my goddamn mind! In a few years, are we going to get a new version of He-Man that's Legend of Korra? Oh, no. <laughs> And it won't be as good. No. It'll have so many um, production issues. Yeah, yeah, it'll have loads of production issues. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll just kind of be a mess. Bo's a Ravenclaw, by the way. Oh, yeah. 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 He highly values the intelligence factor type stuff. He He's very curious and he likes knowing things, learning things. She-Ra, the last princess bender. <laughs> so Bo's a Ravenclaw. Yep. Who else we got? Hordak! We had to throw Hordak in because he's the villain. Yeah, I mean, he's an interesting character. Sure, sure, so sure, sure. Hordak is the leader of the Horde, but we eventually learn he's actually just one of many, many clones of Horde Prime, who's been locked out of this pocket dimension they're in. Yeah, he's... Bright Moon is in the pocket dimension. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Horde Prime is, is locked yes. out. I see. Hordak is a sort of faulty clone? Yeah. Like, he's he wasn't... He wasn't made quite right. Like he was, he was weak, weaker than he was supposed to be. He wasn't supposed to live as long as he did, so he has to sort of prop himself up with technology to keep himself alive. Yeah, it's weird though, because like I cut, like by the time of season five, it kind of feels like that was just because he was cut off from Horde Prime. Because then he gets Could've like been. taken back into the Horde and in, into the Horde Prime's Horde and mm-hmm. like brainwashed again and seems to be perfectly functional. That is possible. Yeah. But he did seem like he was like, ah, oh, I'm the terrible abomination Hordak or whatever. He wanted to prove himself to his, quote, big brother. Yes. 
Horde Prime. Yeah, by conquering Bright Moon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, did a decent job of it. He got pretty close. Yeah? He's, he's got some ambitions. Well, that's the thing. So, like... <laughs> he's got one ambition? Like, your default stance to take with a villain, like, is often going to be Slytherin unless there's another reason for them not to be. Uh-huh. And so, like, here's the thing. So, is he ambitious, though? Or does he just want like, does he just want to prove himself just to one person? Like, he doesn't really care about what anyone else thinks. Is that ambition? That's an ambition. I guess. He wants to take over an entire planet. I suppose. It just feels... It doesn't feel quite right. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. You thinking Ravenclaw? I don't know. Maybe. Like, what... What do you think he values? Power. Not... Yeah. It's not friendship. Mm. The, it's like... that he respects, like, one person, mm. and it's Entrapta, because she's smart. <laughs> Oh, oh. Like, he, he values... Oh, I like this. He values that, like, intelligence. He, yeah. He values yeah. her her ability to fix things and yeah. create and, and do that kind of stuff. So at one point there, it is mentioned that maybe he doesn't want to be reunited with Horde Prime or anything. But in general, for a lot of the time, it seems like he's working on a way to reopen the universe pocket dimension thing so we can get back and maybe it's because he's weak because he's not connected and he just wants to not be dying sure and he's just trying to do the best way he can to survive yeah i like this ravenclaw take yeah yeah like he's not personally interested in conquering for the sake of conquering i think he takes a liking to it once he's in that position of power sure because he does like being in charge and it gives yeah. him the resources that that's he the needs thing as well to... though like it also is just because that's where he can get what he wants to do the things he wants mm-hmm. i'm into this ravenclaw take yeah yeah sure yeah cool Hordax and raven sure so it's time it's time for the lightning bolt round Scorpia does something. <laughs> Up first is Shadow Weaver. Shadow Weaver is a Slytherin. She just <laughs> wants power and to fuck with people. Yeah. Though She's she, very manipulative. She is also interested in like helping others achieve their potential. Sure. It's particularly like Adora. Which is, I feel like, kind of a Slytherin thing. Yeah. Like she she sees the potential in others and wants it's kind of slug horny. Is what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not necessarily your typical Slytherin, but Shadow I, Weaver is slug horny. <laughs> thanks, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she, the, that's that's a good comparison. Yeah. How about Scorpia? Scorpia. We haven't really talked about Scorpia. Scorpia yeah. is a force captain in the Horde who ends up working a lot with Catra, and we learn she is technically a princess, and that the Horde made a deal with her grandfather, I think, mm-hmm. to work together to protect them or something. And she's not bonded with her powers. She's very loyal to Katra. She's a very good friend. And eventually, eventually because Katra is not being a good friend, and she wants to be a good friend to other friends, like in Trapter, she leaves the Horde and tries to work with the princesses and save the world. She's so Hufflepuff. She's so Hufflepuff. She's, she is so Hufflepuff. I love Scorpio so she's much. She's so good, especially in season five, once she's actually with the princesses. Yeah. I, One of her defining characteristics is that she gives really good hugs. Yeah. I hate that she spends half of season five brainwashed and like she's not freed until right at the end. Season because five. it's so fun to have her with the good guys. Yeah, season five has a big old thing with brainwashing, and that's fine, and like it's good to see some of the characters get brainwashed. But, but it, it w- takes a lot of those character interactions yeah. out, and I think yeah. that's a big part of why you were saying you wish that it were longer, yeah. so we could have more time I wish with that they'd, whole group. I wish they'd then been freed from the brainwashing before the finale. Several characters aren't freed from it until the finale, and that yeah. just stings. Yeah, like Mermista. Well, no, it stings like Scorpia, because she's oh, a scorpion. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, like, I wish that Mermista would have been, because I yes. love her very much. Agreed. Though I will say, at least, she got a lot of time earlier on. That's valid. In the, in that's the run. valid. So like, like, whereas Scorpia yeah. didn't get that time with the team. Yeah, no, that's fair. But Scorpia's very good. She gets lightning power. She's a lightning scorpion. Yeah. What? She's so cool. She's a lightning scorpion. Yeah. Up next is Perfuma. Perfuma is the plant power princess. Because plants per- make perfume. They smell good. She likes calming things she does yoga she does deep breathing exercises she hates cacti until she learns that they've got great roots and can punch people with a cactus she's in tune with nature she's a hufflepuff (laughs) (laughs) she she is also another one with very deep friendship bonds Mm -hmm. she's like one of the first people who accepts scorpio when scorpio tries to join up with them because she like she believes in the good in people yeah and she she wants people to Scorpio yeah. and Perfuma also end up with a bit of a bond towards the end. I think some people ship them oh, yeah. based on that. Yeah. There's also a period while Adora and team are in space during season five and then various other people get 
brainwashed. Uh, Puffima ends up leading what remains of the rebellion for a while. Yeah. And hates it. Yeah, because she's she's very soft. Yeah. Um, like she she's a gentle, kind soul. Yeah. She leads it because there are two princesses left at that point, her and Froster, who is a tiny baby Who's child. Who's like nine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why Natasha wasn't really the one that was in charge at that point. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like she should have been, but maybe it's because she was just going out on her own too much. Maybe. Tell me about Mermista. Oh, well, Mermista is like so cool. <laughs> I love her so much. Mermista is, she has water powers like a mermaid and mist, like Misty <laughs> from Pokemon. Um, and she, yeah, and she's, you know, the cool one. And she, and she loves murder mysteries? Yeah. <laughs> that's what, I like, think that's why I love her so she much. Ha- she gets so into that. She likes to act like she's the cool one, but she's a big old fucking she's nerd. She's a huge nerd. Yeah. And she also likes to act like she doesn't like Seahawk. But she does. But they're so cute. They're such a good couple. Yeah. And then when they go to the bar in season five and like Seahawk's trying to avoid all of the people he's fought in the past and Mermis is like, fine, I'll go and beat them up for you and then does. But then she's like, Oh, wait. No, there's someone there that I don't want to see. You need to go and beat them up. <laughs> it's because she burnt down their boat. <laughs> she wanted to know what it felt like. I love her so much. Because she and... Imp- oh. Like, the other couples are all fine. They're my favourite couple. Because yeah. They're just so fun. They're both such fun I just, characters. I just love... They're probably able to be that fun because they're not the main focus. Yeah. Whereas- I just, like, I love both... Mermista and Seahawk individually yes, very, yes, very exactly. much. And then also together I yes. love them very, very much. They're so different in so many ways, but also I, they gel together so well. And they're so fun. They really are. Uh, Mermista, uh, I threw Mermista to you. Mermista, Sorry, this is lightning mm, round. I yeah. just went off. No, that's fine. <laughs> like, Mermista and Seahawk, I think we wish they could have been main characters, but yeah. Like, yeah. you got to draw a line somewhere. I think Mermista might be my favorite princess. Oh, yeah. Like, Perfuma's really close. Because she's kind of me. Yeah. But uh, I love Mermista. You are you are Perfuma who looks up to Mermista. Yeah. Mermista's... Oh, is she... Mm, she's probably a Gryffindor. You think? Probably. Yeah. There's a strong Ravenclaw leaning there. Sure, sure, But sure. I think a lot of that she keeps hidden because she doesn't want to promote that. She doesn't value it as much. Yes. Yeah. She's almost Hermione, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Different take on... Ravenclaw, uh, different take on Gryffindor with Ravenclaw being. Sure, 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 sure. Seahawk! <laughs> I love See- him. My Mr. might be my favorite princess, but Seahawk's the favorite character. Yeah. God, I just like. He loves a sea shanty. He loves a sea shanty. He, he loves-, loves to burn down boats. <laughs> he loves to burn down boats. For the drama! <laughs> I love him so much. He's so good. He, he's like. Since watching the show, I don't think I've had the opportunity to create a new D and D character. But he's like, he's now currently just. I want, I want every D and D character from now on to be Seahawk. Oh, so like, should I play Mermista? Yes. Like, please. <laughs> next, the next big one that we're playing, and I said that I wanted to be a swashbuckler bard. And I said I wanted to be a merfolk. Fuck. <laughs> Okay, okay, can we can we organize this and then like Brief time out guys, just like we just gotta plan our next D D campaign together. Like it's fine. Okay. <laughs> so I'll be Sea Hockey, you can be Marista. We won't tell the other other players, like Sam and Carmel, who will definitely know. Sam and Carmel, if you're listening to this, go back five minutes and stop listening to this. <laughs> They're gonna listen to this. So we don't They tell love them. She-Ra. We don't tell them and see how long it takes for them to realize that. They'll realize it when they listen to this podcast. I can cut this out. But it's fun. What's his house? Oh, uh, Gryffindor. So Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> so Gryffindor. <laughs> the best Gryffindor. Uh, tell me about Frosta. Frosta. Frosta's an interesting one. So when we first meet her, she's the ice princess, obviously. You can tell from the name. Uh-huh. Um, she's younger than the others. Yes. She's a small child, but she acts very cold and icy. Ha 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 Yeah, ha. she seems like she's trying to be she, older yes. than she is. It's implied, I think, or possibly even directly stated that her parents died quite recently. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, like, she is in charge of her yes. kingdom sector or yes. whatever. And she takes that role very seriously, even though she really doesn't know what to do. We're introduced to her when she's hosting the princess prom. Long story short, shenanigans happen. Yeah. She ends up joining the rebellion, though not until the season finale, I don't think. She doesn't join in that episode like no, the others no, do. No, no, no. Because um, she isn't pro teamwork. But then but, but that's here's the thing, but then at after the, that at the time, after yeah. that, she's very like excitable and energetic 
And we don't really see her leading her kingdom again. She's just very he- wanting to help out. Like, when Glimmer gets crowned queen, she's very excited about being a bouncer. <laughs> but then she... also, she's very much a child. Yeah. And, like, that becomes more prominent throughout the show as well. She's tough. If we're if we're sticking with this Avatar thing. Yes. She's very tough. Yes. In that, like, she's younger, but, like, she will stand up for herself. And she but she's is... significantly younger. Yeah. Toph is, like, only a little bit younger. Yeah. No, that's fair. But, like, she can also hold her own in a fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is is kind of what I'm getting at. Sure. I'm going to go with Slytherin. I think she's ambitious. She wants to be a good leader. Okay. And she wants to stand up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about (sighs) Entraptor. I don't like Entraptor. You don't like Entraptor. She sucks. Do you know what I found earlier as well? Entraptor, in the original show, was just straight up a villain. Mm -hmm. She was just part of the Horde. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I probably knew that from before as well, but forgot. Yeah. Anyway, who is she? Uh, Entrapta is one of the other princesses. Her magical power is that she can move her hair, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have a stone. No. Like, some of the princesses have stones, and it's kind of a thing. It's only a, really a thing in the season four finale. Yeah. So she's she's not a princess princess, but she's, I don't know. She's a science princess. She's a science princess. You uh, know how she's in already. Yeah, she's definitely a Ravenclaw. She doesn't, she has a hard time caring about people yeah she's like the most like hardcore ravenclaw of like any yeah. character we've sorted i'm pretty sure she's autistic oh yeah like and that's... i'm pretty sure noel stevenson has confirmed she's autistic. yeah yeah it, which is why she is the way that she is like yeah. she she understands computers better than she understands people yeah which and she likes that and she, yeah, she's totally she, fine with that. Like, she will gladly risk other people's safety for computers. She yeah. gets better about that as she the show does. goes on. It, it's it's just sort of, she has to learn how to do this. It doesn't yeah. come naturally to her. Yeah. Um, which I realize is very frustrating for you. Yeah. It just, <laughs> it just bugs me that, like, yes, I get that she's interested in technology and whatnot, but she has no appreciation for the fact that she's putting her friends in harm's way because of yeah. it. Yeah. I think she's very interesting. Doesn't say she's not interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't hate her the way that you do. Uh, mm. She's definitely a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Tell me about Swiftwind. Swiftwind! She-Ra's horse. So, in like episode two or three, Adora found a horse. <laughs> and she was still getting used to her magical powers. So she accidentally turned this horse into a rainbow flying unicorn. Uh-huh. Basically My Little Pony. But a big old horse. Yeah. Who talks like this. It's very brash and confident. And... I love. Yeah. And like, he's one of the boys. He's one of the boys. There's an episode in season four, I think, when Seahawk takes Bo, wants to take Bo out for a boys' night out. And Swiftwind comes as well yeah. to a bar. Because there are very many boys. Yeah. But also, he's definitely one of the boys. He is, yeah. Yeah. Um, he is incre- he, he's incredibly loyal to She-Ra mm. and like sees his duty to her as a very important part of who he is. They have like a magical connection. Sacred bond. Yes. Sacred bond. And he's so very Huffle uh, Gryffindor. Yeah. Huffledore. Gryffindor. 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 With Hufflepuff leanings. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. I, I definitely feel Gryffindor. Okay, how about Caster Speller? She's good at magic and generically. So yeah, she's she's Glimmer's aunt and sort of like a royal advisor type position. Yeah. Like, she, she sort of stands, especially when Glimmer becomes queen, she sort yeah. of stands by her and is trying to help her yeah. as much as she can. She does the magic. I want to say Ravenclaw. Sure. Uh, tell me about Madame Raz. I'd like to, but I don't know how. <laughs> Madame Raz is weird. She's yeah. a crazy old lady that lives in the woods. Yeah. And when, she, when Adora first shows up, seems to know her. She knows she's She-Ra, and she keeps calling Adora Mara, which we later learn is the original She-Ra, or, like, the previous She-Ra. She's got some, like, time dementia. Well, yeah, so see, there's one episode in particular where it, like, it's unclear if she's, like, having weird flashes or if she's actually, like, sort of transporting herself in time inadvertently, not by control or anything. Yeah. And, like, so we see shots of her in the past with Mara calling Mara Adora, including the first time she meets Mara, she calls her Adora. So Mm. it's not like... She's just, like, got dementia and is getting muddled in her brain. Yeah, I think, I think like, she has some magical power. And her yeah. magical power is that she can travel through time. But she's also very old and she's got some dementia she's... setting in. And she can't really control it anymore. That's kind if of how I... If she ever could control it. It's... That's fair. Maybe We'd... she never could control it. We, we never really get a full explanation on her. Yeah. She... She kind of, like, is, like, a, a wise old sage type for Adora and giving her mm-hmm. advice in that way. 
Because she's, she's like also, the the only one who has any kind of memory yes. of the previous Shira. Yeah, she's um, the only one who has met both of them because the previous Shira was like a thousand years ago or something. Yeah, a very long time ago. And so, like when we first meet like, Raz, is like, wait, were you alive back then? And like, no, I guess it's weird time travel things. And there's a pie. There's a pie. It's time it's, pie. It's interesting. <laughs> time pie. Hey, should we just start saying time pie a lot and make, <laughs> put it on our t-shirt? <laughs> A time pizza is a time pie. Time pizza pie. Time pizza pie. We're gonna one up fanatical fix. <laughs> <laughs> so despite the wise old sage thing, which would be strong Ravenclaw leanings, I'm gonna say Hufflepuff. Yeah. Tell me about Light Hope. Light Hope is a computer program. Light Hope are the crests of TK and Curry. <laughs> Uh, Light Hope is a hologram. Computer interface system yes. thing. With a personality? Yeah. I feel like it, it It sort of suggested that she didn't, but because she's sort of an AI system, she yeah. just sort of developed a personality over time. But then it like got through, overridden? Yeah, like through her bond with Mara. Yeah, her bond with Mara developed her initial personality, and I think like then she got corrupted over time and started to relearn that, but then was rebooted? Yes, and the program... Was like, I will now do my directive and... Yeah, the, the program like up. erased all of that. Like, she wanted to hold on to it, but, like, yeah. the, the program sort of overrode her. Yeah. And, because her uh, her goal was basically to get Shira to... Fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a wonderful twist. It's very good. Mm. Um, like, it's very interesting. Mm. Uh, Lighthouse probably a Ravenclaw. Yeah, she's a computer. She is a computer. All computers are Ravenclaw. House hot take. Oh. Oh, robots are Ravenclaw. Didn't we say that once? Yeah. Computer's basically a robot. Basically a robot. Uh, tell me about Mara. Mara. So, we, as mentioned, she was the original She-Ra, and she discovered the first one's evil plan bullshit to, like, harvest the magic of Bright Moon, I think, was the thing? Something like that, yeah. She was the one who then sealed Bright Moon into a pocket dimension, right? Wait, was she? Yeah. But then how did Hordak get there? Has he been there for a thousand years? No, that can't be true. I don't know. Cause I don't remember. Because he only made the deal with the parents, like, the grandparents' generation. Sam... Explain Chira to us. We're dumb. So anyway, Mara was originally Shira and wanted to protect. She wanted to protect. I think she's a Hufflepuff. Okay, I a like Hufflepuff that. Shira. I like that. Yeah. She was less of the fighty. Tell me about Spinnerella. Spinnerella has the wind magic. I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. She makes like little tornadoes. Yeah, and they spin. They spin. Um, she's the one that gets brainwashed. Yeah. So for the first four seasons, she and her partner are kind of background characters. Yeah. And like. They're sort of advisors for... Yeah, I, I mean... That's where they're originally... Well, they're, they are part of the Princess Alliance and yeah, the Rebellion. Yeah, But, like, because they don't have the runestone things, they're, like... They're not as powerful. They're lesser princesses. Yeah. And one of them... I One of them, and I forget which one, is voiced by Noel Stevenson. I can never remember which one. Not a clue. It's one of them. And it's, it feels like that she... Like, Noel Stevenson gets this character, one, because she's gay and is less cute. It's- and two, because it was a minor role. Yeah. And then in season five. And then they became less minor roles. Yeah. We could look up which one she voiced. Cool. Noelle Stevenson voices Spinnerella, which is very cool. So she, she has to do the evil brainwashed one. Yeah, which is probably <laughs> super fun. I feel like Spinnerella is a griffin. Okay. Tell me about uh, Natasha. I was going to say, like, did you really need me to put the list back on screen to know that no, Natasha sorry, was next? No, sorry, I forgot. Natasha, she has net magic. That's a thing. It's fine. You know, the elements. Lightning, plant, water, and ice separately. No fire, but net. Yes. How is there no fire princess? I don't know. There's a sparkle princess. Who's one of the most important ones. And there's no fire princess. What? Why does magic have to work the way the elements work here on Earth? Fire. Why not? This is a different planet in space and it's all made up. Why not? Uh, It's something else. Nets. Yeah. Natasha, along with Spinnerella, very much a background character, pretty much until the main group go to space, and uh-huh. then they help take up more of the frontline rebellion work alongside yeah. uh, Perfuma, Scorpia, etc. Natasha wants her wife back. Then when, when she realizes that Spinnerella has been taken by Horde Prime, yeah, she gets mad, and she, like, f- puts her life in danger so hard to try and save uh, Spinnerella. Oh, and there's, there's a scene where, like, she explains how she's like learnt all the weaknesses of everyone in the alliance mm-hmm. and then as she's getting 
Spinnerella back, she puts out that her weakness is Spinnerella. Yeah. Which is cute as fuck. It's very good. I think that fiery, loyal passion's gotta be Gryffindor. Yeah. It's gotta be. I could see an argument for Ravenclaw. Really? Mm-hmm. With, like, her meticulous sort of noting of everyone's sure. weaknesses. Sure, It's It's very, um, strategic. But Ravenclaw means to a Gryffindor end. Sure, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I like Gryffindor. Like, she's definitely very, I want my wife back. How about Queen Angela? Queen Angela is Glimmer's mom. She's the queen. She wants to keep her daughter safe. She doesn't trust uh, Adora at first for no. good reason. Yeah, it's valid. Like she's just she's trying to keep not only her daughter safe but also her people safe mm. in her kingdom, and she's trying to protect. I want to say Hufflepuff. Yeah, she sacrifices herself to save Adora so that Adora can protect everyone else. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like her main goal is to protect. Which but could she... be, I feel like could be Gryffindor as well, but I get more of a Hufflepuff vibe. No, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, tell me about King Micah. King Micah. So Glimmer's dad, who was missing, presumed dead for most of the show until the end of season four. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do, but we do get him, see him in flashbacks studying with Shadow Weaver back when she was. This is a very talented sorcerer. Light Spinner, I think was her I think name it was Light Spinner, person. yeah. Yeah. And like, so he, yeah, he was a very talented sorcerer. I'm not sure what his goals were. I don't remember that much of that episode in particular. Mm. When we re-meet him, he's eager to meet his daughter and he's eager to help out with the Alliance. He's kind of somewhat generic dad king. Yeah. You know, that archetype. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I do. <laughs> um, I feel like a Gryffindor. I would have said Ravenclaw. Yeah. Yeah. That the second? That's the second time in a row that I've put someone in Gryffindor and you'd have said Ravenclaw. Maybe. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. It's lightning round. You get the final call. Yep. Well, you might put these next ones in Ravenclaw. It's Bo's parents, George and Lance. George and Lance. Bo's dads. Bo's dads. Uh, George and Lance are absolutely Ravenclaws. <laughs> they're like historians who study the yeah. first one stuff. Yeah. And they're so excited to meet she Yeah. Because, like, Adora can now sort of read all of that sort of lost language. And they're yeah. like, oh, what does this say? And they get really excited. Yeah. They're also very, they're very protective dads. They don't want Bo in the rebellion at first, but they quickly come around. Yeah, because they're very supportive. Yeah. And they love their son. Yeah. It's good. Uh, tell me about Lonnie. Lonnie is part of Adora and Catra's... Squad? Yeah, their team in the Horde initially. And, like, alongside the next two characters, Carla Rahelio. Um, who, and they end up being a team of three, really. Like, when Adora and Katra either leave or move up, respectively, they're not replaced, but whatever. Lonnie is kind of the de facto leader of that group of three. She's yeah. definitely the one that talks to Katra the most. Yeah. Um, she, for the most part, just does her job and, like, doesn't really feel like she has an alternative. Yeah. And she's not ever presented with an alternative, really, for the most part. Like, yeah. Adora... But at the end, like, we do see yes. those three getting out yeah when shit, shit goes down yeah. yeah they abandon the horde and they, they're they then we're like briefly showing them like trying to help people like in the finale against horde prime stuff yeah but I think f- through upbringing and just being a loner type really I would want to say Slytherin for her sure yeah Kyle Kyle is a Hufflepuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> Kyle is sort of the shrimpy one that everyone yeah. kind of beats up on but he loves to be, he really wants to be part of a team and be close and bond with them yeah but also one time he did free Bo from prison and that never came up again he's a nice guy it's yeah. fun he just yeah. wants to be a nice guy it was, an, it was just an interesting thing like it's the kind of moment that you expect to come up again later mm like, you expect, like, the next time they meet for Bo to be like, why did you free me from the prison? Did they ever meet again? <laughs> Maybe that's why. I don't know. Tell me about Rogelio. Rogelio is the final member of their group. He's a big old lizard guy and doesn't speak in English that can be understood by the audience. It, Lonnie seems to understand him. It's kind of unclear. Sometimes they seem to understand him and sometimes not. And sometimes, like... She'll, like, speak for him and he'll, he'll have a reaction like, what? That's not what I was trying to say. Yeah. A big lizard. Slytherin? Big lizard. Slytherin. <laughs> Slytherin is a big lizard. House hot take. Lizard Slytherin. Sure. Okay, tell me, tell me about Double Trouble. Ooh, Double Trouble's very cool. Very interesting character. I love them. Based um, on, like, a toy that never even got made for the original show that wasn't a character in the original show. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, it was just, like, a name that was, like, on a product line that didn't get used for anything. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. 
That's fascinating. Yeah. Double Trouble is a shapeshifter. Mm. They will work for whoever is willing to pay. Yeah, they're a mercenary. Yes. <laughs> They'll do whatever either is going to get them money or get them staying alive. <laughs> Also, they just like to fuck shit up for the fun of it. Yeah, like for the drama. Yeah, the, yeah, they love the drama. They the love drama. To, they love to act and to get into character. Ugh, they're wonderful. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, they're also awful. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love, I love that kind of villain though. I'm disappointed in the small role in season five. Yeah, like so. Yeah, obviously the main legends. role was like to be the tr- spy within the rebellion and then to betray Katra. Yeah, and then they they, there's the that, ca- like, there's the cameo. Yeah, yeah, they were in that episode with the like club. Yeah, whenever he gets captured. Yeah. But how fun would it then have been if like if they joined them? They have to join the rebellion because everyone is getting captured. It's like, well, I'm gonna get captured this way, so I might as well help yeah, you. Yeah, either I'll get captured or yeah, help you. I guess uh, let's fuck shit up. Yeah, that would have been very interesting. Right? And then they could have served that sort of spy role yeah. for the other side instead. Yeah. We do see them uh, posing as a Horde Prime clone. Yes, to try and like um, stay safe. Yeah, like towards the end. And they just sort of like shoved one of the other clones off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Like they, they were still sort of a part of it, but yeah. not. How are you going to sort them? All I can really think is chaotic neutral. I know, right? Uh, I'm gonna say they're probably a Slytherin. Sure. Um, very number one. Self-interested. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Horm Prime. Pardon? Horm. Horm. Horm Prime. So Horm. Horm Prime. Horm Prime is like the original Hordak. Essentially, Hordak is like a failed clone of him, and he has many other clones. Who basically worship him like a cult, but also if he's in any danger at any point, he can possess them and just move his consciousness I'm to the other. I'm still laughing about Horn Prime. To the other Horn bodies, yes. Um, <laughs> and he just wants—he claims he wants to bring peace to the universe mm. through brainwashing by making everyone think his way and be part of yes. his. Yes, it's thing. kind of what it's that. That argument of, like, if no one can think for themselves, then everyone will just be happy. And I think he's a Hufflepuff villain. You think? Yeah. I okay. Th- he's all about the collective. He's all about protecting and caring. That's very interesting. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. he just wants peace, but he's going to do it by force. Yeah. Because nothing else seems to be working. He wants peace his way. Yeah. Yeah. That, I like that. That's yeah. fun. And finally, most important character introduced in season five, at least... <laughs> Tell me about Wrong Hordak. Wrong Hordak is a Horde Prime clone that they sort of disconnected yeah. from the hive mind. In Trapter Thought, maybe it was Hordak because Hordak got re-brainwashed again. Yeah. It but wasn't. it wasn't. It was just a random soldier. Um, and But once lost disconnected from the Horde, from the hive mind. He didn't know anything. He's like, oh, what do I do? And they're like, oh, you, you're here. You must be friends of Horde Prime, right? So they're like, yes. Yeah. And then do s- what we say. Now go beat up those Horde soldiers in the name of Horde Prime. I promise it makes sense. He just does whatever they tell him. And then he like sort of slowly starts to sort of get his own personality. Yes. Like the longer he's disconnected from the hive because mind. Because he begins to question Horde Prime and realizing, yeah. hold on. Horde Prime has weaknesses, so how could it be perfect? My life is a lie. Yeah, and it's very fun to watch. Yeah, uh, it's, it's fun. He's, he, yeah, he's just very fun. fun. He's just fun. He ends up in the end title screen. Yeah, as part of the team. Like, yeah, the, the end of the title sequence. Yeah. The end card, the title yeah. sequence card. I don't know what that's called, but he's there. Tid- and it's Title card. Title card. Yeah. It's the title card. It's the card with the title on it. And he is a... <laughs> I think so. <laughs> And that is She-Ra and the Princesses of Power sorted. Yeah, we did it. Finally. <laughs> I cool. know we've been meaning to do this one for a while. Yeah. We just got distracted. So, we talked recently. I want a segment. You want a segment? Yeah. Other podcasts have segments, and I want more segments than okay. just, here's the thing and the lightning round and that's it. Okay. So, things in the Harry Potter fandom are a bit awkward right now. Yes. Because of She Who Must Not Be Named being... A garbage person. Mm-hmm. Trans women are women, trans men are men. Mm-hmm. Black lives matter. Non-binary people are non-binary. Heck yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Harry Potter ain't perfect. We know that. Mm-hmm. There's so much wrong with it. Yes. We still enjoy it, but there's so much wrong. There's a lot that could be improved. Yeah. So I want to improve Harry Potter. Okay. Say I want to sort it out. 
Okay. Okay. Got a segment title and everything. Yeah. You yeah. ready for this? Oh, yeah. I've been thinking about it. So this is just going to be one suggestion. It could be literally anything for an idea that would improve Harry Potter. Okay. So here's a suggestion for something that would improve Harry Potter to right. sort it out. Okay. I propose to sort out Harry Potter. Hogwarts needs Ofsted. Ofsted? See, I, I was wondering whether you or not you knew that. I've definitely mentioned it to you. Ofsted are essentially the school inspectors in the United Kingdom. Okay. Her Majesty's school inspector. Well, I don't know exactly what it stands for. Okay. I think it's an acronym. So, yeah. Hogwarts teachers are shit and horrifying around children. Teachers hate Ofsted in general. They just make life more difficult. Sure, sure, sure. But Hogwarts needs a good frigging thorough inspection. Someone to go in there and be like... Um, you just threatens to poison that child? N- no, you're fired now. You're Isn't that what barred. Umbridge was kind of doing at one point? Mm, sort of, but not really. because She, she, she was-, was doing it on behalf of the Ministry, which is the Wizarding Government. Yeah. Coming in and inspecting classrooms to make sure that they were being run the way that the government intend. Here's the thing. She was also physically torturing a child. Yes. So yeah. it's like, it's a corrupt system. It's not perfect system. <laughs> so you're proposing... Hogwarts needs an independent yeah. body to come in and inspect and... Unaligned force. Fire most of the teachers. <laughs> or at least Snape. So much of the wizarding world is so easily corrupted. Yeah. Like, there's, like, the Ministry of Magic and the Daily Prophet are, like, the two big proponents of making things happen in the world. <laughs> like, within the wizarding world, at least. The Daily Prophet seems like it is being run out of the Ministry. Uh, definitely by the time of um, Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. Like, it's not an independent newspaper. I it's think it's supposed government to be. government pop- propaganda. Yes. Yeah. But well, that's, like, that's what I'm saying. It's so easily corrupted. Rita Skeeter says that the Ministry are leading on the prophets. Yeah. I know yeah, the Daily yeah. Prophet also they do have an office in Diagon Alley. Okay. It's like separate from the ministry. Sure. But like it, so much of the wizard world is like so easily like ah the bad guys are in charge now. Yeah. Cuz wizards don't know how to deal with that, I guess. Because magic. I mean, you can just take over someone's brain with magic, so I get it. Yeah. So yeah, having sort of a third-party entity that has no gain. No stakes. Yeah, no stakes. Like, there's there's no gain from inspecting yeah. the school yeah. and making sure that it is safe and functional. Uh, that would, I think, improve. Yeah. Improve things. Yeah. You know, make sure your teachers don't have literal Voldemort attached to the back of their head. Make sure that... Children's worst fears aren't one of the teachers. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, just a lot of things that Snape does. Yeah, just... Snape should not be a teacher. No, I don't fucking care about the plot. Yeah, Fuck Dumbledore just catch, kept him there uh, because he was useful. Yeah, and... Honestly, abuse- Dumbledore should not have been in charge of that school. No, he's not... A, he's terrible. He's a terrible... Person. <laughs> yes, a terrible school administrator. Yeah. Um, like, it's, yeah, this place is not being run as a school. It's being oh, run as um, people that Dumbledore wants to have around. Almost like Dumbledore's army. Ah, oh, shit. Maybe Fudge was right. Hmm. Maybe Fudge had some good points. Yeah. Damn, damn. We were just too close, you know? We needed to step back. Fudge had that step back. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sorted. <laughs> If you agree or disagree with any of our sorting, you can find us on Twitter at SortedPod. Including our sorting it out. Yeah. Um, how would you improve? Yeah. If you've got suggestions for sorting it out, tweet at us. Tweet at us. You can also find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. Thank you to Matt Majakamo of the Wampum Willows for the use of our theme song, The House of Olsen Theme Song. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as Cult Classics. Cult Classics! They've started posting, and it's heckin' fun, and they go to space. Yeah, we're very... We, we like Cult Classics yep, a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's the new one, and I'm, I'm very into it. Yeah. There's also... Steampunks. Home Viewing. Green Mountain Mysteries. Them's the Facts. School Tank. That's what I was going to say. I couldn't think of the name for it. I was thinking Monster Factory. And it's like, no, that's a McElroy <laughs> thing. School Tank. Monster Factory. Same thing. And why are they on Twitter? Simultaneous Catch. <laughs> no Dice. No Dice. Simultaneous Catch. No Dice. Simultaneously Catch. Zero Dice. <laughs> Simultaneously Catch. No Dice. Crossover podcast titles. <laughs> Them's the facts sort. Why are there on Twitter, like we mentioned like five minutes ago or something at this point, probably? I don't know. You should tweet at us your favorite. Your favorite 80s cartoon. Yeah! Or your favorite terrible fictional name. <laughs> your favorite magical power. 
Like nets. Yeah. If you were a princess, what would your power be? If you were a princess of power, what would your power be? And we'll sort that power. Yes. I'd be fucking fire, I guess. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about it on Twitter. Bye. Invisibility. Bye. That's the one I want. Bye. 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 Start a new house and it's called awesome. Start a new house. It's called awesome. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Colt Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for good horses, bad plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life.